This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Nation, welcome to a very special little podcast. My name is Ben Locke. Um, I'm here to talk all things all in, as I was there on Sunday night, so I thought I'd just share some of my uh, thoughts and feelings on the event. Um, so this got announced about four or five months ago, I think, and it was in that whole period of time where Tony Khan was making huge announcements every week that weren't actually huge announcements. But he snuck this one in, and it genuinely was, this one genuinely was a huge announcement. Um, and I just felt I just had to be there. Anybody who'd been around here for a bit knows my love of this company, so I thought, you know, I've got to be there. Um, sadly, my other special relations couldn't make the trip for various reasons, um, so uh, I... I, I found somebody to go with. I have other friends. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we had a, we had a great time. Um, the the excitement and hubbub around Wembley was palpable. Um, it I've not seen anything really like it. Even clashing at Castle didn't compare to this. Um, you know, there was there was families there. There was there was men my age there. There was kids there. It was it was absolutely fabulous. So um, yeah, so. It was just a tremendous atmosphere and absolutely well worth well worth going to. Um, we got there, we got there in good time. We got you know we got something to eat. We had lots to drink. We had a bit to drink. Um, yeah, it was well run as as Wembley usually is. They you know they they do that. Wembley does this for a living practically, so they know what they're doing. Um, as for the event itself, um, I won't go too much into. Uh, Switch into the jail of every match, but I, I'll just mention a few things that, that that we saw live in the stadium, and uh, hopefully they came across the same. So we made it in just as the powerhouse Hobstedman was starting on the pre-show. Um, unbeknownst to was uh, the pre-show was only for two hours, not one. Uh, so you know, I actually thought that was a dog segment, but obviously it wasn't. Um, yeah, and everywhere everybody started sort of filing in it. Around that point, I think when you heard sort of powerhouse Hobbs' music, then the Redeemer's music hit, people started coming in. Um, massive heat for Je- Jeff Jarrett and his lot. Um, Grado coming out was tremendous, good fun. Ah, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, as for the tag title match, um, again, loved it. Really good little match. Uh, I personally appreciated the lack of shenanigans between Better Than You, Baby. Um, Got to see the kangaroo kick and the double clothesline live, so that was a that was a big thrill for me. Um, at this point, though, I realised why my ticket was so cheap because uh, unfortunately we were right in line with one of those big uh, pyros that we used to keep the canopy up, which I understood why they had that up. But uh, so we got a great view of the entrance way, but unfortunately we couldn't see about a quarter of the ring. But you know, they had the screens above that helped us out with that. So 
that was fine. Um, Hook and Jack were next. Uh, that match was a really good fun match. Um, look, this Jack Perry and CM Punk thing. Um, so, for me, looking at the outside out, from the inside out, uh, the outside in, I can't remember which way it was going. You know, Jack really should have said that on camera. Uh, can you can you blame somebody for reacting the way they did backstage if that happened? Uh, that was the whole reason why uh, Punk and the, the the Elite had a fight, because uh, Punk said something that the Elite, you know, something at a media scrum event that uh, set the Elite off. Um, so when, when it happens the other way around, uh, the same thing happens. Um, but at this point with Punk, I am thinking, is it, is it a case of diminishing returns? Um, you know, you've got three or four guys who really, you know, for whatever reason have decided they don't like the guy. Um, I, I still love Punk, but, you know, at this point, is it just time to, is it just time to end things? And, you know, he, he does, it sounds like he doesn't particularly want to be there. Uh, is it worth the money that Tony's paid him at this point? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the pay-per-view opener properly, having said that about Mr. Punk, um, I personally really enjoyed the opener. That was just two guys, two veterans going out there, having a great match, good match, and just having fun. Uh, there were some great spots, including the uh, you know, the fake out of Joe walking away in the ring, and then when he actually did it outside, I just popped you because I, I actually said to my friend, I said, that's all I mean, but I just want to see Joe walk away. That'll do. But uh, the six-man tag was next. That was good. I thought it was a little bit too long, and maybe given the talent involved, they could have hit a high gear. But it felt like it felt like a dynamite main event, which, given the caliber and the standard of the six men in there, you know, maybe maybe they could have done a bit better. But I ain't gonna knock them. It was still it was still a, it was still a damn fine professional wrestling match. Um, the tag title match was next. Uh, this was the match that I personally was looking most forward to, uh, being an FTR mark as I am. Um, boy, for me, did it deliver. Uh, the crowd for the first five minutes were pretty quiet, but that's because they weren't bored. They were just they were everybody was engrossed and engaged. It was just it was it was one of the weirdest atmospheres I've actually been to because you know flashing a castle at other wrestling events I've been to. You know, you're pretty much cheering and chanting all night and. For this, it was just everybody was focused on the ring. Just yeah, you were waiting for something to happen, and when it did, it was it was magic. The uh, the suplex segment between uh, FTR and uh, I think it was Dax and Nick. I might be wrong on that, but uh, yeah, the German suplex locomotive suplex bit was just absolutely beautiful. As was, and I really enjoyed things like the callbacks in the match, like the FTR trigger and the kiss. Yeah, for me, it was. I don't think there was a five star match on the night, but this was probably as close as that what there was to that. Um, yeah, the two best tag teams in the world, they delivered in spades, and it was it was brilliant tag team wrestling. If you're if you're a fan of tag team wrestling, this was this was absolutely for you. Uh, the next match was the Stadium Stampede, uh, ten man between Blackpool Combat Club, Santana Ortiz versus Best Friends, Penta and Eddie Kingston. Um, I did enjoy it live, but I didn't love it. And the reason for that is because 
it's all over the place. So you you know, you, you try and follow one thing that's going on, and there's about two or three other things going on elsewhere that you don't really know about. Um, so this was a match I much more enjoyed when I watched it on TV a couple of days later. Um, you can put me into the... Yeah, so this was nearly... When I, when I watched it live on the TV, when I watched it on the TV, sorry, this was much closer to five stars than what I was rating it as live watching it in the arena. Uh, I mean... Who doesn't love skewers, for God's sake? I mean, John Moxley is just a a crazy motherfucker, right? Like that was that that was just unbelievable. Um, Claudio, you know, other highlights. So you got Claudio and Eddie fighting in the Royal Box. You got you were setting up Cassidy and Mox for next week at All Out. I think Moxley has made his mission to make Orange Cassidy, and I'm I'm here for it. You know. Hitting the guy and gouging him with a fork. Let's face it, it should have been an orange zester, but hey ho, we, you know we can't have everything. Uh, everybody in the arena, was, everybody in the stadium, sorry, was hip into the room when uh, Sue came out. Uh, loved the best friends hungry use of that. It just popped me huge when that happened. Uh, orange and the broken glass was just sick. Eddie coming down to the ring, channeling his inner Terry Funk. Uh, with the table spot, and then the bit at the end after the match where Eddie's just sticking the finger up to Moxley. Um, yeah, absolutely brutal, absolutely fantastic. Loved every single minute of it when I watched it on the TV. Uh, watching it live, I enjoyed it, but watching it on TV was a much better experience for this match. The next match was the women's time match, and this was a point where a lot of people sadly chose to go to the toilet uh you know you have to you have to time your toilet breaks well for an aw baby they don't give you a lot of they don't give you a lot of time to uh you know go uh, go sort yourself out <laughs> um i will give tony Khan kudos for paying to get get the right to some queen also for signing off on that pyro budget because good god that man used a lot of pyro on this night and it just made it just made the show feel even bigger than it was. Um, yeah, uh, there was a nice it was a nice pop for it was a nice pop for Soraya and her family. Um, you know, Tony had some good heat during their intro, uh, but probably the best pop of the actual event, best pop for the match was for Brit. Um, you know, if this had been a year earlier, that would have been huge. But she is. She's gone downhill so much in terms of the character, um, in terms of the matches. You know, I think she did a promo on promo on Zero Hour saying how she got complacent, and yeah, you can kind of understand that. You can kind of understand that. Uh, this was probably the weakest match on the show, but still far more than acceptable. You know, if you were a ratings guy, this would be. A, Two and a half, two and three quarters, something like that. Um, loved, loved, loved the outcast splitting up. You know, the whole, the whole that. You know, if they give them a bit longer, they could have told a bit more of a story with it. But you know, just a simple thing like Tony hitting Zeray's mum by accident, it caused the whole thing. You know, these are just three girls with fragile egos. Let's face it. Um, Zeray's ending. reaction to winning the title at the end. Um, yeah, that, was, that hit the feels. Um, 
and it was rather lovely to see. And yeah, she, you know, she definitely deserves it. It's it's been it's been a story. It's been a story over a couple of promotions. Um, you know, if it's a short reign, if it's a long reign, um, for me, it's it's definitely something that she deserves. The next match was the coffin match between Darby and Sting versus Na- versus Swerve Switch Strickland and Christian Cage. Uh, to the intro, the intro is obviously Swerve had a very special en- en- entrance with a live performance of his song. And good God, I love Prince Nana doing some dancing. That was that was that, that was fantastic. Um, and if that wasn't good enough, uh, Sting and Darby's entrance um, and Sting was ungodly over like. You know, I think it was. I I I said to I said to my good friend Callum here on Place to Be like, is it wrong that I'm so super excited to see Sting wrestle? And he was like, no, no, no. Um, so they do they do that little video package before the match, and then the music hits, and we get Seek and Destroy, and I, that was it. I was pretty, I was gone. I was like, this is fucking so cool, <laughs> and. Um, and yeah, Sting just—he doesn't miss a beat, does he? He doesn't miss a beat. He's—he's he's sixty-four, guys, sixty-four, and he's still out there, and he's still—he's still putting people through tables. Good damn it! And like I say, doesn't miss a beat. Um, this is just a really fun match between four guys who knew exactly what they were doing. Um, the coffin drop on the coffin was set. The missed coffin drop, sorry, on the coffin drop on the coffin was set there. I love the spot with the baseball bat keeping the coffin door from shutting. And yeah, just just really fun. Just really, really fun match. Just like I say. It's not it's not like a must see, but it was just it was just a good popcorn match and that's and sometimes that's all you need. During the we had the uh, Jericho Osprey video package next and it was during this point I think an online group had said about half eight on the show if the Fireflies could come out for Bray Wyatt, and they did at this point, and it was absolutely beautiful, absolutely stunning. Um, and it, it just genuinely just did give you goosebumps when it happened. Um, it was just a lovely, lovely moment, and um, yeah, well, there was another moment later on that we'll get to with that, but uh, at that point, that was that was beautiful to see. Of course, we then we then cut back into the stadium. Um, Jericho unleashes his inner Freddy. You, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing because all people said like about Jericho performing Judas, like he was always going to do this. He was always going to do this. Like, what what is Wembley? What is Wembley Stadium most famous for? There's two things, obviously. There's the there's the, there's the England World Cup win and Live Aid and. It's it just made total sense for him to do something like this. Um doing the AOs at the beginning, love that. Um and as you can probably tell from my voice, my voice is a bit husky and one of the main reasons for that is because of course I sung Judas at the top of my voice like the mark that I am. Um for me this match is probably the most surprising in terms of match quality because you knew Osprey was gonna bring it, but Jericho more than held his end of the bargain up here. Uh, Osprey, of course, being from Essex, was super over. And for me, seeing him live for the first time, what I was most taken aback with is just how smooth he is in the ring. Just everything flows. And like I say, Jericho more than 
kept up with him. And it was just a great match. It was just a great match. You know, the, the, the end bit, the ending with the, you know, with the hidden blades and him having to go out, him having to bust out, Osprey having to go out and bust out super moves to, to put Jericho away. Yeah, really, really loved it. Um, and also I like the, uh, the post-match stuff between Sammy and Jericho because hopefully that's going to lead to lead to something down the line. Whether it you know, whether it happens for all out or whether they like breathe and let it go to to full gear, I don't know. But that's going to be there. Our next match was the trios match between the House of Black and the AK claimed of Billy Gunn. And I know I mentioned the unofficial Fireflies before the unofficial bit, but AEW did such a great job here putting this match. At this time, so it was like so the you know it was fully dark and the fully dark you know the sun had gone down. Um, that entrance from the House of Black genuinely gave me goosebumps. Absolutely fantastic with the with the lantern and the you know, the, the full firefly. Yeah, absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful. When the acclaim came out, that the place went crazy. Um, everybody, everybody lost it for the Prince Andrew line. Um, that was just <laughs> I can't I can't believe he actually got away with it and said it. Um, so the rest of the rap, nobody actually. I know there was the next line when he used the word banker. <laughs> nobody actually listened to that because he was still laughing too much at the uh, the Prince Andrew line. They got back to the Harry and Hermione line, but yeah, that was that was great. Um, so this match, this match was just everything that needed to be. You know, when you've had. You've had one team lose twice to the other. They had to find a way of they had to find a way of winning the third match, and they did. Um, you know the song's right. Everybody loves the acclaimed. They will be they will be fine at trios tag champs. I assume that they're going to be you know transitional champs for the for the BCC, but we'll you know we'll we'll see where that goes. A point I made to my friend at this at, at this time, so as the acclaimed were leaving the ring, was there, um, you know, how quickly the show was going. There's just there was just a minimum. There was just a minimum of fluff. It was pretty much video package match, video package match. Um, compare and contrast that to well, when I went to Clash of Castle and you know the the recent pay per views on or the premium live events, I should say, on Peacock where they have to take breaks and. There is a lot of filler on a WWE show. They don't have that here. Um, and a case of point is, as I was making that point, Adam's called the music hit. And it was like, all right, it's made of end time. We've got to go now. Like, okay, we've got to get ready for this. Um, the main event just proved that wrestling really is at its best with when you have a strong storyline and you have a couple of people who act in a, a totally believable way. You know, they're, they're both... You know, they're both scumbags at heart. They've both got massive egos, but the fans have, the fans have taken to them. Um, Cole's entrance was good, you know, with the boom and, you know, everybody going, Adam Cole, baby. Of course, they're difficult, you know, that goes without saying. Um, but MJF's entrance was on another level and also the fans singing along with his theme tune uh, there was no doubt at all who the baby face was in this match. Um, you know, he's he might be a scumbag, but he's our scumbag, god damn it. Uh there's just there was just some there was just so much great storytelling in this match with uh, 
MJF refusing to do anything vicious to win, but Cole having no such problem to do so. You know, the brain buster on the stairs was sick. The tombstone on the table. Um, I really liked the double pin from the double clothesline. I thought that was a great false finish. Uh, certainly did its crap job of winding the crowd up. You know, but I, as I said to my friend, that is the finish. We haven't seen, you know, we haven't even seen the Panama Sunrise yet, and we we saw a couple, you know, from one one on MGF onto the floor, got them, and Bryce Remsburg, God love him for taking that. I was trying to, um, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? And I in the 2023 that Roddy Strong would be such a uh, captivating character at this point. Um, him him trying to get Cole to. Uh, to do that, to do the wrong thing, if you will, the right thing to win the title, but the wrong thing in terms of what the fans wanted him to do was trying to do. It felt sort of very Emperor Palpatine esque, but uh, yeah, and and him winning with a and and MGF winning with a clean finish. I presume I will presume that they will uh, be having a rematch at all. I'm recording this before Dynamite, so uh, I would assume that's where it's going. Um, and then obviously at the very very end you've got the guys who get out but Cole's utterly you know Cole's sort of pissed off to begin with and then they hug it out and on the entrance ramp you've got uh, Roddy and the Kingdom there and I think that's where it's going I think we know where it's going where the Cole's going to eventually sign with them and when he wins the title is another matter but well, we'll see about that but. Like I say, just tremendous storytelling, and yeah, they they did it, they did it, they they pulled it off. You know, twi- to wrestle twice on that stage, um, the boys did the boys did a great job. The boys did a great job. Um, so yeah, so like I say, I'm recording this before Dynamite. Um, we've got four matches announced for All Out now. We've got obviously after the six man tag, uh, Takeshita versus Kenny is going to be happening. Um, it will. I will assume that. Uh, Orange Cassidy will beat Penta on Dynamite, and then it will be Orange Cassidy versus Moxley at, at All Out. That match has been, you know, a couple of months in the making. I think that's where uh, I think that's where Orange make. I think that's where John makes Orange. Like I say, he's he's been building this winning streak up, and it's got to pay off at some point. Uh, we've got we've got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro, which will be, you know. Big meaty men slapping meat to quote Big E, and then we've got the TNT title with Luchasaurus versus Darby. Um, that's a that's what I thought of four matches. I will assume you know you got you got to add you got to add some more. Um, but he's like because you've had a quite a few title matches here uh, with a couple of title changes, and uh, you could quite easily have the you know the uh, the uh, mandatory rematches happen on this show. Um, so yeah, absolutely brilliant. And then obviously at the end we also get the announcement that. All in is coming back next year. Um, I genuinely thought at the time of sales, if they cracked 45,000, they're doing well. Uh, for them to get 81 in there, and let me, let me tell you guys, that was genuinely 81,000. Because if you take, I've been there for an NFL game, so if you take everybody off the floor and put them in those seats that you saw that were empty on, empty in the stands. You'd get eighty-one thousand in there. Trust me, trust me on that. Um, so that was yeah. I 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not fully on board with this whole like making a big deal of it being a paid attendance record. That's just weird. I'll be honest. But it was, it was such good fun. Um, if you didn't go this year, I would thoroughly recommend that you make the, you make you go next year if you're here in the UK. Or even if you're, even if you're from America, just, just come over. Just come over for a weekend. It's bank holiday weekend. You'll have a, you'll have a great time. But if the weather, the weather holds out, you'll, you'll have a good time. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's it. That's my uh, thoughts and feelings on the show. Um, remember, you can hear me on Chicken Salad every month with Logan Crosland and Callum McDougall. Um, yeah, and also as part of the six pack on Highway to the Impact Zone, I'm on there once a month. Um, my rotation is with Lewis Maynard and Jake Lewis. It's hosted by the brilliant Logan Crosland. Um, and yeah, give that a listen. Uh, we've we've somehow made it through two years of TNA kids, so uh, yeah, we've, we're doing quite well. We're we're, we're moving on uh, We're about to hit the debut of Mister of Mister Angle, so um, we're definitely we're definitely going to be sticking around for a bit. Um, so thank you so much for listening. My name's Ben Lock, um, and I will see you.
Bye-bye.